episode 20 of The Intentional Teesaw. I'm your host, Katie Levin, and I'm here to reach out to all teachers of owls, whether specialists, classroom teachers, special area teachers, or those with a TESOL degree, to empower you to live an easier, more purposeful life so that you can grow and develop young minds without getting overwhelmed. Today's episode focuses on vocabulary. After a lot of contemplation this year about what's most important for an ENL or ELD teacher, I've decided the nuts and bolts comes down to vocabulary. Transferring it from the home language or languages to English, understanding it through reading and listening, producing it through speaking and writing, and most importantly, developing it when it isn't there yet. So thank you for listening to why a focus on vocabulary development is the job of ENL teachers and the reality being that we're all teachers of these owls. Thank you. This might sound strange that at year 18, I'm questioning what is the whole point of English language development or what is the whole rationale behind what should my focus of instruction be? What really matters? And um, I'm so incredibly blessed to share a room this year with some a highly intelligent individual who um, has so much experience, who's been doing this um, for a very long time, and it makes me think about, you know, English language development over the years, and it makes me think about what we're doing now, how it compares, how it's different, um, what is the essence of what we need to do. You know, they talk about the the science of reading these days, and um, the art of teaching, and all this kind of stuff, but where's, where's the balance? What, what, What's the focus? How how does this work? And so we can focus on what really matters for English language development. So what do you think? For me, the number one thing is vocabulary. So no matter what I'm doing, I'm there to develop students' vocabulary and everything should be focused on the vocabulary and in a upcoming class for the spring there's going to be a really good um, review of vocabulary procedures and ideas all coming from evidence that they work that they are helpful for students um, from so if you're interested in that course in the springtime when everything is released i'll let you know about it through the Tonawanda Grand Island Teacher Center. So, vocabulary, the essence of what we do, what we think about, what we're developing constantly. And it's interesting because um, the research shows that we need to focus on oral language development. 
what does that mean? We need to focus on students' um, understanding and speaking uh, in English. And how do we do that? Um, Well, it's... because, you know, language development in a second language occurs just like English development in a first language where we have that oral proficiency. But we're trying to speed things up in our process as ENL teachers um, here in New York State, English as a new language. And what do we do? We try to tie that in with the reading and writing um, because we can tap into what the students already know in their home language and the skills that they have for reading and writing in their home language. And when they lack those skills, that's where we um, can get into trouble um, or things can take longer because we have to um, develop them in English for the first time. And any time that the students... um, get further in their reading their 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 home language proficiency that shows us those skills that they use in that home language are so essential to um building in this new language um and because you know we are not one person myself included i am not an individual with two different brains. I don't have a Spanish brain, uh, English brain, uh, French brain, and even a German brain because I've been exposed to all those languages in my life. Um, but I am one person um, that has all of these languages in my brain and I can use all this linguistic repertoire to to approach any word that I come across. So like yesterday when I was teaching with my students, I was talking about how the word genre is a French word. That's why it doesn't sound, it doesn't follow English rule patterns. Um, and it was funny because the one student was thought it should have been a, a short A, like she pointed out genre. Um, she felt like there should have been two A's in it because if it had followed English pattern. And I was like, that's so cool. Um, you know, and I think a lot of times noticing the difference of what you expect and what you get helps um, you to internalize um, that language, what surprised you, so to speak. Now, Here's a different reality I want you to think about. Think about the skills that that student is bringing and what they have is what they have, (laughs) really, right? Um, But it can make for a very diverse combination of students. And I, I believe I've talked about my fourth grade students, um, I have six of them, and their needs are so vast in one small group. And how do you how do you focus on building up from there? You focus on the linguistic demands. You focus on the language that the student needs, the way they need to be able to talk, and how do you support those students along the way. And I, it, um, you know, because some of them, 
And I see this. Those that can write a lot and read a lot in their home language have a lot of reading and writing ability that develops quickly in English. Those skills transfer over. Um, and really, when we're in our, our standalone time or even our integrated time, it's like, what's the biggest bang for your buck that you can get with your instruction? And it is, you know, focusing on that vocabulary, um, having time to turn and talk. And it was funny, I went, was at a presentation yesterday and the person said, like, the, the biggest, like, problem in our schools would be quiet classrooms because students need to be talking and um, interacting. That's one of the, you know, Vygotsky's interactive um, sociocultural ways of learning language is that we need to make sure that we're interacting, that we're using the language. Um, that's how we acquire it. They say, what, seven times of exposure? Um, and if you're using it, you're really attending to it. That's what's most important um, is, you know, getting the new vocabulary, using the no new vocabulary um, in speaking and writing, um, and those, interestingly enough, are the two productive areas, the way, the way we produce language, and that's that language output theory, that we learn language by um, producing language. Um, it couples with the, you know, the the need for intake it, it you know the need to learn the words and hear them those seven times be exposed at least seven times and that's why reading is so important the the number of words in children literature is is just incredible and to expose them and i've just been having the pleasure of doing this with my own fourth grade daughter at home and we're reading a book um I'll put a link in the show notes. I think it's, uh, it's, it's and it's something about reading. I'm sorry, um, but at, my life is a book. I want to say it's called by Janet Ta Tajiman, something along those lines. Um, and it's cute because her, the boy, the main character, the protagonist, um, he struggles with um, reading comprehension and so they have him draw vocabulary words on the side and um, so it's led me to have a, a robust discussion with my daughter as we're reading do you know what this word means and sometimes she does and sometimes she doesn't and then I I also like to look at the picture that are, is on the side and I like to think is this a good representation of this word or is this like perhaps one of the other meanings of this word that they are using in, in this context, for example, the word criminal, saying something is criminal, um, not saying you are a criminal, saying something, an event happening is criminal, but, you know, we all know that a criminal is a person, a bad guy, um, that did a crime, but to say something is criminal, using it as an adjective, it doesn't mean that, that, um, that it's a person, it means that it's, a, it's being used as a describing word to say that it's not. A good idea so it's it's been an interesting time that we're reading together that we're thinking about language and how we use it and you know it, re it relates back because of this rich discussion around vocabulary and how um, 
how we learn from what we read. And so um, my approach to any type of reading instruction, and this was part of my presentation at Nice Tesol last week, was the fact that, you know, whatever text you have, you can use it to teach something. So right now we're, we went from fictional text into nonfiction texts. Um, and so we're talking about the vocabulary of the differences, having pictures um, or photographs versus illustrations in the pictures, um, having characters versus real life people, um, having uh, captions on the words and the headings. And, you know, I, all of, all of these nonfiction text features, um, allowing students the vocabulary to talk about what they're reading and understanding the purpose, the author's craft along with it, the why to, so that way maybe when they make their own informational text, they can include some of these text features or, um, you know, down the road. Um, but we need a lot of input. We need a lot of, um, of, models of fictional writing before we can jump into uh, actually writing ourselves. So it's an interesting combination and all of this is based on vocabulary, you know, and um, when, when we go to do the speaking, you know, we just accept can we understand for the most part. Um, we try to support the language development, but we also know that students need the time to internalize the grammar of English. We had, you know, Noam Chomsky was the one who said we have this language acquisition device in our head that helps to make sense and we can't really move ahead until until the students are ready, you know. Mary Capellini has a beautiful chart in her appendices of the order of um, acquisition along with um, uh, the the grammatical structure so you can kind of think about the sequence where students are in their learning it, you know that really ties in with the the Erla components of you know we start with CVC words then we move on to CVCE um, and so on and so forth which is also seen in the words their way program that um, I use with my students and so you know what I'm saying robust instruction approaches things from different angles in different ways um, so that way we're kind of hitting all the student needs in one way but at the same point in time the the key focus if you are an ENL teacher your focus is on vocabulary and developing that academic vocabulary um, we call it CALP the cognitive cognitive academic language proficiency that is what we are trying to develop um, you know all, if you look at all the research these days, nothing focuses on the BICs, the basic interpersonal skills, um, for the most part, because students get them through their reading. Students get them through their um, their interactions on the playground and through the classroom instruction. And you know, we to make the to get the biggest bang for our buck, to make the most progress as quickly as possible with these students. Um, Focus on that academic vocab vocabulary because that's what's going to make or break them. That's what's going to um, allow them to have success in a school, um, whether it's, you know, math vocabulary, 
whether it's um, science vocabulary, social studies, you know, all those tier three, those content area instruction, yes, it matters. They have their own language. I always tell kids, especially in math, especially with the word problems, what can you pull out to um, take the words and transfer them into, you know, the math symbols, the plus, the minus, the add, or the multiply, the divide. Um, it's all it's all vocabulary and that's that's what the students need is that key to unlock and understand make sense of the vocabulary around them so here is my call to action here is my request we are all teachers of owls we are all here to see them grow and develop so we should all be focusing on the vocabulary that will make them successful in whatever they're learning. And the fastest way to do that is through collaboration. By working together, both the classroom teacher and the ENL teacher and any other service providers for these children to unify instruction, to strengthen instruction, to balance it all together to make the most progress by focusing on the, the same vocabulary and the same way of instructing to help these kiddos make the most progress as quickly as possible. Thank you.